As a driven dentist, you see the world differently. Where some see scarcity, you see abundance. When others want to give up, you keep going. You're building an amazing life of significance. That means you can't rely on ordinary advice from ordinary advisors to get to your goals. You want advice that's going to help maximize your net worth so you can take even better care of the people you love, the causes you care about, and make your dent in the universe. But the fact is, this advice remains hidden because relatively few professionals are well-versed in them, and the extremely affluent don't care to let you know about them. Join us as we pull back the curtain to reveal the often hidden advice and strategies used by today's most successful individuals and families. Welcome to Dental Wealth Nation. Here's your host, Tim McNeely. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Dental Wealth Nation. I'm so excited to have you here today. And I don't know about you, but one of the things that's always on my mind is real estate. Is it time to buy? Is it time to sell? Should I get another property? Should I do an exchange? Should I get a you know building for my dental practice? Right, It's a hot topic that I'm always getting asked about. And that's why I'm so excited to be here with you today. Because by the time we finish today, you're going to know why having healthcare or having representation that's specific to healthcare, and yes, specific to healthcare really matters. And that can help save you time and money. You're going to have resources that can help you learn more about all the issues surrounding commercial real estate. But what I'm most excited about is you're going to walk away feeling encouraged and knowing that you can build a team of people that will help you move forward with confidence. And and when it comes to really becoming more profitable through commercial real estate, one of the best people around to do this and and help you is Neil O'Connor with CAR. And, And what I love about Neil is that he really has a passion for helping you overcome many of the obstacles and fears and just uncertainty that come with acquiring your first property, leasing your first property, or your fifth property. And with that, Neil, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Tim. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Oh, man, I'll, I'll tell you, this This is a, a subject I get asked about all the time. Clients are always asking, and, and you live and breathe it every single day. And so let's just kind of start with the, the big picture, right? Why does commercial real estate even matter? Why do we want to play this game? Well, I think it matters. It's very significant because the profitability um, in commercial real estate can either make or break a practice. So you can find a great space and get a bad lease. You can find a great space and get a great lease that can make you more profitable by $100,000, $200,000 in just what I'd say an average situation. And then you get into purchasing um, obviously, purchasing a space or a building has significant impact uh, long term for you. Um, the tax savings, the long term uh, revenues that come from that beyond your retirement are very significant. Well, so right, you just mentioned really the the real estate can, can make or break a, a practice, and 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 yeah, you know, I'm certainly not a technical CPA. You may or may not have these numbers, but. But typically, what percentage of a, of a dental practice is devoted to real estate and commercial leases or, or properties? How much of a practice revenue goes to that? Well, as you, as you may know, it's the second highest uh, line item on anyone's spreadsheet. The, the, the most expensive thing is our, our, our team, our staff. That's always number one. Number two is going to be that lease or that purchase. So if you're able to get... Uh, 
you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars saved because you had representation and you were able to navigate the proper terms and concessions, uh, especially for a startup. That that is very significant uh, on those early years. Um, you know, thankfully, most uh, dentists have a very very low um, default rate. I mean, less than half percent. So that's why uh, uh, dental care is very attractive to our lender friends. Yeah. So, right. Kind of coming back to that. Right. So, you know, let's pretend, you know, you're a startup and, you know, you're getting ready to, to get out there and, and, and you're going to go de novo. Right. You're going to start your practice up from scratch. And, you know, I'm out there looking for space. Right? Why don't I just do this on my own? And right. You know, I'm trying to save money and, and this is kind of hard. Right? So I'm pinching pennies. Like, like, why is why is spending money to, to do this so worth it? Certainly. And, and you, you know, my analogy, I love saying to Dennis, would you ever allow me to pull my own tooth? Of course not. And so uh, the significance of it is first the peace of mind. Uh, we're here to help people so they're not spending hours, 40, 50 hours doing the research, doing the negotiation. And then we have resources at our fingertips that we can do uh, fair market studies and research for them. So when, once we're studying it, we're turning over properties to them to examine, does this, is this the right space, place? Uh, then we'll help them negotiate uh, the deal terms. Yeah. And that's where the savings comes in, um, really in avoiding the pitfalls. Um, you and I have talked about offline, um, at all stages of someone's career, if you get in a bad lease, it can have a, uh, a variance of, oh, now I have to just sell my charts at the end of my career because I don't have a lease. They're, the landlord is kicking me out. I didn't see that. I didn't have an attorney advise me when I signed that lease agreement. Um, or people just don't know what they don't know. I mean, it could be a 20 page document you're signing on a lease agreement. It could be 75 pages. And are you really gonna read every page? Well, I hope so. But the most important thing is to have key people in your life, such as a dental attorney to review that and say, hey, this is a great lease. This is, a, this is written well. There's no pitfalls inside this. Well, I mean, right. You're thinking about a lease. I mean, right. You've got your how much the rent is. You've got how long it is and like kind of who pays for utilities. I mean, are, are there other complicated things in there that can be hidden and, and be pitfalls? Well, some uh, I've seen where a landlord will put in there. Uh, I don't say in fine print, but on page 75 that um, we are going to receive uh, a percent of your profits annually. And then once you get that notice at the end of the year, you're sitting there going, I don't owe you any money. No, it was in your lease. Um, other ones are, you know, you want to try and get it to be assignable. So if you're at the end of your career and say, Tim, you're going to buy my practice, I can assign this lease to you. And it's binding where the landlord can't block me. Um, I've seen where landlords, when they try and when it wasn't assigned and they say, I want to sign this. Well, yeah, our fee for that's going to be fifty thousand dollars. And you're sitting there going, you're charging me to give you another viable tenant. Oh, yeah, it's it's legal. I can do that. So you could be in a very difficult position going back to what I said earlier. If you don't have counsel along the way, hmm. um, any of our clients, we will advise and say, this is a great space or I've talked to Dennis out of a bad space. We were in a rough part of a town and he said, what do you think? I said, well, if I was going to invest with you 50%, I don't like the landscape of this environment. There's graffiti on the wall. There's two people doing illegal activities right across the street. Um, even though you want the space and you have the money, it doesn't make sense long-term in 10 or 20 years when you want to sell it. Hmm. 
will this building even be here because the environment was eroding. So we're always trying to help people look through a lens of how can we not only make you more profitable, but create a peace of mind, short term and long term. Yeah. Well, Ray, I think you bring up a, an important piece there, too. And this is something I know I wasn't aware of, you know, when I first started my career. But let's talk a little bit about representation and, and who works for who. Right. If I call up the, the landlord who's got the sign out in front of his building. Right. I mean, he wants to negotiate a good deal. So I, I become the tenant and, you know, I can kind of fight for me. Right. Or sure, maybe sure. I can call the, the landlord's real estate agent. Why wouldn't I do that? Why, why would I want someone like you working for me? Well, great question. Most people will go into that saying, I'm going to trust you. You obviously are a businessman. You have a listing agent. I'm going to work with them. Well, the listing agent works for the landlord. So that's where the loyalty is. We are independent. We only work with the tenants being the doctors, the dentists and the buyers. So we're um, always in favor of winning the deal for you. Uh, so we don't have any conflict of interest. We're not getting... Uh, well, the, the listing agency is, is going to get a double commission, which is either here nor there. Uh, but once again, if it's um, if the deal is bigger, he's going to make more money and um, he's going to he, he's going to be loyal to the landlord. So his interest is not for the tenant. He wants to get you in there. Um, but the the concessions, he's going to give you minimum. Hmm. Very, very interesting. And so, right, you know, as we were talking earlier, right, it's not just about necessarily acquiring real estate. And I want to I want to back up a little because, you know, I, I think purpose and passion and why matters a lot, too. And so from your standpoint, how do those things like purpose and passion and why? How does that factor into the decision of, of you know, real estate? And, you know, and, and how do we tie that back to, you know, the commercial real estate side of things? So. As far as me, um, I look at my uh, client as someone I want to get to know. Uh, the more I know about you, the more I can serve you. So one of the first things I'll ask someone when I'm when I'm interviewing them or talking to them is, where do you live? And they're going to say in, in this part of the county. I said, well, do you want to be driving, you know, an hour this way, an hour that way? And if you quantify that over, you know, 20 years, do you know how much time that is? Let's think through this long term. So what is important to you? I've had people send me um, information, say, I would love to be in this space. And when I look at it and do the research, um, there are some businesses in there that I don't think are desirable for healthcare, such as a vape shop. Um, you know, no judgment here, but I think that's going to attract a certain clientele or crowd that obviously is not promoting healthcare. So um as far as the why um i love helping people i want to see people be successful uh there's a lot on the line when we are entering into commercial real estate to get them to understand right now is go time and at least in our market in southern california there's little inventory and anything that is a really good space is going to go quickly so we want to make sure they have their loans and lending lined up so we can get the space that they desire um, there's a lot of education on not only, you know, where we start in commercial real estate, the middle part and the end. And I want to know what people want to do long-term. Some people say, I have a desire to open up three or four practices I say, you know how you do that? You open one at a time. You learn about how to do it, how to fail forward. And once you figure out all the systems, the staffing levels, the profitability, and you've had some time to breathe, 
let's revisit location number two in a couple of years. Wow. So, right, you know, and we're also kind of talking about just, you know, overcoming fear and, you know, really building confidence in, in moving forward in this process. Why do you think dentists, you know, lack confidence? What's going on? Why, why is this sometimes such a struggle to, to move forward with? Well, I think uh, most times in dental school, um, they are teaching how to care for the patients and very little understanding or education on actually running a business. We're lucky enough to get into some of the major universities and give them these conversations and say, here, here's some resources for you. You don't have to do this on your own. But the fear I see is I'm coming out of school. I'm in debt a significant amount. I'm an associate for a couple of years. Now I want to go out on my own because I feel like I have the courage. And then once we get to the market, you can kind of see them step back. It's this almost posture dance of going back and forth. I want to do it, but I'm not sure. And a lot of times people come full circle. And what I mean by that is they're going to say they want this ideal location. Maybe it's a retail. And after we visit some retail, um, that has significant challenges in Southern California at times. It's achievable, though. I wasn't interested in medical buildings, but now they're looking more attractive. They give more TI. They're already, you know, the zoning's already there. The parking's already there. It's an easier barrier to enter into. Hmm. Uh, so fear I think it's a combination of things too. You're in debt. You're going to go double down in debt. We are coming off, at least in our age group and you know higher and lower, a pandemic. And then a lot of crisis, a lot of just worldly things that you know. I try not to read the news too much because I think there's a lot of fear driven in there. And if that's where your mind is, that's kind of where your manifestation is to be able to have pure thoughts and trust and abundance and say, I believe in myself. I can do this no matter what the economic situation is, the world crisis situation. I believe in myself. I'm going to surround myself with a good, positive team of people who've been there, done that before and can guide mm -hmm. me along the way. You know, I almost look at us like we're Sherpas. We're climbing, climbing Mount Everest. And, you know, you don't want to do it alone. You need oxygen. You need food. You need the right clothes. You need a Sherpa. You need the ladders, all the rigging. So, you know, this is a significant uh, journey for people to go on, but it is achievable. And I would say, look around. There's so many dentists around in Southern California, the nation. They've achieved greatness. They've achieved profitability. They've been able to find patience. Um, so it's achievable. But I think like anything else in life, it's a mindset. Hmm. Yeah, no, I, I think that's so important because, right, it's, you know, I, I'm known for helping dentists build true wealth so they can thrive no matter what life throws at them. And, you know, when I say thrive, I'm talking about thriving no matter what's happening economically, politically, socially, because, you know, the truth is you can always find a way to thrive no matter what's going on in the world. And so, yeah, I, I think mindset is so important. And I, I'm so grateful that you, you brought that out, Neil. Yeah. So, you know, it, so right, once again, you know, going back to the startup, I've, you know, been an associate for a couple years and, and I'm thinking, all right, I, I'm, I'm ready to do this. And you've been talking about really putting that, that team together, right? So that I can have that team of people and move forward with confidence. Who are going to be some of those team members and, and how do I even go about putting that team together? Yeah. So for me, it's finding, of course, the right space. And once we find that space, can I give... Uh, my client reassurance that you are going to be working with a good landlord or at least good representation of a property manager. If I'm not comfortable with a property manager, the landlord, and they love the space, I'll just forewarn them and say, 
I'm just going to give you, you know, because at some point in time, um, you're going to be running your business and this is what you're going to be dealing with. So think about that. So I need to vet who they are going to be working with. If we have a good landlord, good property manager, and I feel conf confident to give them reassurance, this is a good space, not only through the economics, but the relationship, because relationship does matter at the end of the day. Um, now, let me introduce you to a couple different people that are going to help you. If you need a general contractor. Here's three people. Bid it out. Find out who's going to help you. Here's some uh, companies that can help you with a CAD design. Lay out the design, work with the contractor, get a bid, see if the, the flow pattern works for you. So you have architects, interior designers. You're going to have general contractors. Some people who have not had their own business, they need help finding CPAs, attorneys, all of those uh, resources, key players will introduce two or three uh, per category to say, you interview them and let me know what your experience is. Almost everyone we're going to send to a prospective client has already been vetted. We've already trust. We've already done business with. We know we can pick up the phone and call and say, hey, can you help this person? They'll call you right back when they're free. So, um, you know, and then it gets into, as you know, technology, you know, are, are there. Right. Who should that first call be? Right. Like, like I said, right. I'm an associate. I've decided. All right. I, I, it's time. I'm ready. Right. I want to start up a practice. Should I be calling the banker first? Should I be calling you first? Should I be calling, you know, a practice broker first? Like, like, how do I even sort through this stuff? Yeah. And, and, and there is. And I forgot to mention that obviously key uh, are the lenders. So our lender communities and friends. Uh, they're great people. They have great products, great services, great reliability. Most people are seasoned vet veterans. So, of course, uh, they can call us first and we can introduce them to all the key players. There's time lenders will call us and say, let me introduce you to this doctor. Um, they uh, need help finding space. Uh, there's time general contractors will call me and say, I have someone who called me through one of our mutual friends, a lender or an architect. Can you help them find the space? So, we're all trying to work together because we know at the end of the day, if we can serve people at the highest level, then they're going to have a good experience. They're going to have success. They're going to look back and say, oh, when my um, college mate calls me and says, how did you do this? Here, call Tim. Tim is your go-to person. He has all the resources for you. They're all vetted. They're all professional. They're all uh, good people that want to help you win. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. So, so really the, the team, right. If you're working with someone specific to healthcare, chances are they've already got the team in place for you. Correct. Yes. All right. So see that that's one of the advantages of, of working with someone who does deal with healthcare and does this day in and day out because, you know, dentistry, veterinarian, medical, it really is its own entity and, and very different than a lot of things out there. And so, you know, like you just mentioned, you know, one of the benefits of, of doing that is you're going to kind of have that pre-made team of different professionals that you don't have to go out there and vet and put it all together. Yeah. I've, I've had several people reach out to me and say, can you help me? I've said, absolutely. I can help you. Tell me your story. And they have either worked with some in the past who hasn't been helpful or resourceful um, or healthcare is just not their expertise. And then they know they're over their head and they're saying, please help me because I didn't realize, you know, the zoning requirements, the parking requirements, they don't have resources at their fingertips, just as you said. So absolutely, we want people to be successful. And the best way to do that is, you know, show them the path, help them walk down that journey of 
Um, it's achievable, uh, but there are details that need to be uh, worked through. Yeah, no, very, very true. And so, right, kind of coming back to that, that you know, commercial real estate piece again, it, you know, is it is it just as simple as, you know, you, you buy a property and get the right location and, right, how do you become more profitable? Let, let's say, you know, I've got my lease in place, it's coming up in a couple of years, like, like, how can I become more profitable through this process? Well, I, the ideal scenario is, can you afford to purchase a building or space? A lot of my clients will come to me and say, I want to buy a building where I can rent out other spaces. So can you find me 4,000 square feet, 5,000 square feet? All I need is two, but I want to be a landlord now and I want to have a revenue stream. Um, and so once again, in Southern California, there, there are not a lot of buildings per se that fit that profile. So it's, it's searching for the needle in the haystack. So I say, absolutely, we can achieve that. But this journey may take six months, 12 months, 18 months, 24. Do you have the patience, the stamina to go through the process and know the long-term goal is to own that building, that space. And when you retire, you're going to be able to either keep that, sell it, or have residual income. Uh, hopefully you can surround it in healthcare because healthcare is not going away. It's just growing. And healthcare obviously needs space. Uh, some retail, as you've seen with COVID and the pandemic, has shrunk and gone away. You know, people are doing a lot more things online than they ever have in the past. So um, it's a lot to think about, and it's a it's a huge investment, um, but it's achievable too. So it's you know there, there's what I would say about commercial real estate. Every deal is unique. Every landlord's unique. There is not one cookie cutter deal that happens and you say, oh, I'm just going to duplicate. It's not widgets and gidgets. It's, it's dynamic. You're dealing with huge scales of economy, personality, um, emotion when you're selling practices, which I'm not the expert in, but that's like gifting your baby to someone else. <laughs> you know, there's a price tag to it, but there's a lot of emotion that goes in this because it's a lot of hard work and it's a, it's, it's a lot of passion people are putting into caring for people. Yeah, very true. So what are some of the common pitfalls that you're seeing in today's environment when it comes to that commercial real estate side? What, what are the things to be aware of? Yeah, well, and, and we already mentioned it, but if you're not re getting true representation through someone who's a specialist in healthcare, pitfalls I've seen is just bad leases or someone trying to cram and slam you into a space. Hmm. I've heard people say, you know, I told my agent I want 2,000 square feet. Well, he only offered me 1,400 or 3,000. And he didn't care. He just figured I was desperate. And people are smart enough. They're not just going to do what you tell them. They need to be uh, treated with respect and professionalism. So mm -hmm. the pitfalls I've seen is connecting with the wrong company and personality. When I meet with someone, I want to know, are, can we connect? Can we work together? Because this is a short-term partnership where I'm going to advise you, can you be responsive to our communications too? Because there's a lot on the line. So when we get into the pitfalls, uh, making sure once again that the space is a healthy space. Is this a vibrant part of our community? Uh, as you know, in Southern California, there are areas that um, have turned down and turned up. Uh, there are landlords that you can see are putting millions of dollars into their medical buildings to make sure uh, it's vibrant. There's landlords don't put a dime into it and there's graffiti. 
So we're going into these situations looking at it as I am your advisor and investor, even though I'm not putting money into it. Then when you get into the technical part of the lease, like I said, I'll be able to identify some red flags when we start sending the LOI. How willing are they able to work with you? How responsive are they? I've had people who respond immediately, other people that take months and treat mm. my clientele and myself with no professionalism. And I'll just tell them they're not responsive. Why would we want to do business with them? Because once you get in that space, you're going to have less than a responsive kind of climate going on when you need help. If your HVAC goes out and you're responsible for it or the lights go out and you know, something's happened in another suite. So um, on the actual leases itself, like I said, I've seen people where they didn't realize at the end of their career that the landlord's not going to re-up them and they're selling the strip mall to someone else and they can care less if they stand. Maybe they're going to demo it and create a whole nother synergy in the community. And they're, we're giving you a year to go find a space. And right now to find space to build it out, it can take 12 to 18 months. So significant amount of pressure. Then they're having to reinvest back into their business, their practice, hundreds of thousand dollars to find a space and build it out. So, you know, all these stories you don't think about, you know, when you're 20, 30, my first lease, my lease renewal, um, typically a lease renewal will look like this, Tim. Hey, um, how's everything going, Tim? You're like, great, I'm busy. I'm helping my patients. Hey, uh, your lease is up in a month. I'm going to come back in two weeks. Will you want to sign it? Sure. Well, they're going to bring in at least 10 minimum pages, if not 20 or 30. And you're so busy, you just initial, initial, initial. Did you really take the time to send that over to your attorney and review that and see if it's a healthy lease that's going to sustain and serve you for another 10 years? They're not. A lot of people play that game where they're not giving you opportunity to even breathe and look at it. That's a common practice. You should be going back to landlords saying, I've been here 10 years, 20 years. I've paid you over a million dollars. How about a little bit of TI? How about a couple months of free rent? How about you upgrade uh, the outside of the parking because the parking lot hasn't been repaved in 10 years. So you are in the position to negotiate and speak up. But if it's you alone as the tenant, they're probably not going to listen to you. If you bring in a representation, say, you know what, Tim, uh, my tenant wants all these things and we're not asking something outrageous, but you need to pay attention and respect the request. Otherwise, we can find another space. And a lot of times our clients have found other spaces that they become more profitable. It's a upgrade in the facility. It's better locations uh, geographically. And they sit there and said, I never thought I would move after 20 years. Well, surprise, surprise, the landlord wasn't willing. And now the landlord has a vacant space that may not move for 12 to 18 months. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, no, very, very powerful and such a true story. And I've, I've seen that happen numerous times where, you know, in spite of my warnings, in spite of my, you know, trying to talk people into, yeah, buy your own property, I'll get calls up from some of my clients, some of my friends, and they go, yeah, I've got to be out of my building in 12 months because the landlord's selling it and my lease is terminated. What do I do? Yeah. And it's like, they got to move, right? That's their only option. Um, and, you know, you can avoid a lot of that, like you were mentioning, just by having good leases in place or owning the real estate even. So, yeah. So what would you tell the the new dentist who's, you know, maybe, right, they've been out a couple of years, they actually have a practice, it's up and running, 
and maybe they're thinking about buying some property. But, you know, we look at the economy. Rates are going up. There's a lot of uncertainty out there. What would you tell that person? It's a great question. A lot of people are asking that. I look at timing's everything. You can't create more time in the day. We can't extend our lives beyond what they, they're going to be. We, and we don't know what that, that due date is, right? So is the timing right? The, the markets, you can say, are going to influence that opinion. Absolutely. But I'm going to use Colin Carr as a perfect example. When he started Carr, it was in the middle of 2007 when the economy was down and everyone thought he was crazy for going out his own, leaving a very significant job with a significant pay and risking it all, knowing that it is a dream and it's a divine dream that if you've had the thought and you manifest it, it's going to become reality. But if you put roadblock after roadblock or reason after reason, it's kind of like climbing that ladder. Well, what if I fall off? What if the wind blows? <laughs> what if I misstep? You'll what if your whole life. And I just think there, there are several companies, if you look through history, that have been in the worst times economically, that have been significant players uh, in our country or in the world that have proven different. But you do have to, I always go back to your mindset. Do you believe in yourself? Do you believe in your destiny? Do you want to be your own man or woman? Do you want to be your own boss? Do you want to control that? Or do you want to, you know, most people, I ask them when they say, I want to start my own. Why? Because I'm making $200,000 and I know I can make 400 plus. Plus, I want to be able to control my schedule. I want to control my destiny. So there's significant, um, you know, reasons out there. Um, Obviously, I can't answer what's in people's heart as far as how they're viewing the economy of their times. Those are all realities, yet they're, they're, there's, there's ways around them. You can yeah. always, um, you know, look at it, look, look at an issue and say, that's the issue, but there's no solution. There's solutions out there for you. Yeah, right. So, so once again, it kind of comes back to not having confidence in the economy or having confidence in the political system or confidence in anything other than really your ability to go forward and make a difference and and build that business for your patients and, and serve them well. And if that confidence is there, it sounds like the rest of it tends to fall in place. Well, it, it, and the reality is when an economy does suffer or go down, there is opportunities there. Mm -hmm. So as far as commercial real estate, you know, the lease rate's going to go down. It can, histor it historically has, even though uh, interest rates have gone up. So you're can, can you get a new loan three years down the road? You know, yeah. so it's everything's timing. Um, but that is that's a great question. People are asking that all the time is I'm not sure I want to do this right now. And I say, why? And they'll state all those reasons. And um, in all due respect, I, I don't want to debate it with them, but just say you, you, you can't manufacture time. So in three years, when the time's right, where would have you been? In the, in the next three years with the growth of your business. Hmm. Yeah, so it really sounds like, right, crunch the numbers and, and count that opportunity cost hmm. of, you know, what, what would have happened over the past couple of years, right? What's the cost of inaction and waiting? Yeah, and I think that's hard for people to get their head around because some things you can't quantify, you just have to, you know, put it out there and say, I'm going to risk it, you know? Mm -hmm. Can well, you... It's almost kind of like that patient who comes in and, you know, has that cavity and you know it's time to treat it. But the patient says, well, I just don't know that the time's right just yet. And they keep waiting and waiting and waiting. And before you know it, it's a root canal or they're losing the tooth. 
Right, right. So oh, su such good stuff. So what other nuggets of wisdom do you have to, to share with us as we're coming to an end here, Neil? Oh, wow. I would just say um, self-belief. You know, I really want people to, we're coming off, you know, it's, it's such a cliche. Everyone says unprecedented times. It's true. Um, people have been in this mindset of isolation or distraction or so many things going around in the world is believe in yourself trust yourself there are key people who want to see you uh, grow and succeed they're all around these communities in the united states um, i've got peers and colleagues around the nation in car um, that have success story after success story of helping people in what you would say as a case study worst case scenario there's no way they're going to make it somehow some way they've made it They've proven that the risk was well worth the reward and it is achievable, but you have to go back to a belief system. And I don't know if it's a higher power or internal or combination, but say there is a plan in front of me. Now I need to achieve and execute it. Um, you know, we could talk all day about profitability pitfalls, which are very important in commercial real estate, but I want to be able to pour into people and say, you know, it's the mindset, it's the faith, Faith over fear. If you can overcome fear, uh, anything's achievable. Yeah. Well, right. I, I think that comes back to what we were touching on earlier is right. Having your purpose, your passion, your why. And, and I think this is so important, right, it, it is I believe that, right, we're created to do something significant our entire lives. And, and what we may do may shift, you know, from season to season. But, right, we're meant to do something meaningful, something impactful. And if you've got that vision, if right, if you've actually taken the time to discover what that is, that helps pull you forward through the good times and the bad times. Absolutely. Amen to that. Yeah. And, you know, and oftentimes, right, discovering your why, it's it's a challenge. It's something I had to work pretty hard on. And it took me about a year and a half to really figure out, like, what gets me up every day. Well, and, you know, it was eventually, you know, realizing that I can make a big difference you know, for my wife and, and in her dental practice and help her thrive no matter what life throws at her. And, and you know, and, and you know, science and, and the data actually shows that the people who usually are happiest are the people who are solving someone else's problems. Yeah. And I love your story and your wife's story. That is just, you know, I know we don't have time to get into it now, but that is a faith over fear journey again and change in direction and trusting the process. I mean, you're one of many people with your family just proving that you can't control everything, but you make the best out of it and you look for those solutions and they will appear to you. So, you know, this is uh, it's very achievable to start your practice, um, yeah. you know, and, and that's that's where I'm hopeful for anyone who's, you know, sitting there going, I want to make the move. No. Now, you know, you also mentioned some fantastic resources. Where, where can we go to find those resources? So if you go to the car website, um, you will see we have a tab under professions or industries and you can click on dental and it has a wonderful resource of information, gets you up to speed, what you need to know. And you should learn all these best practices. So you're armed with information. So when you connect with someone like me or one of my teammates, you can have a meaningful high level discussion of here's where we're going. Here's how we're going to do this. Because uh, it is a process. It's a proven process. And the more you know, that's where I say peace of mind is really what we offer people. The bottom line is the bottom line through profitability. But 
avoiding pitfalls, saving time, saving money, saving heartache. Uh, so I would say that's that's the number one place to go. And then, you know, ask around to people. What has been your experience in commercial real estate? Has it been a good one? Has it been a bad one? If it was a good one, tell me about that or a bad one so I can avoid that. I get I, my phone has rung three or four times today with people dissatisfied with their agent because they're <laughs> just not offering what I would say the humanity behind serving someone. You wow. know, sharing genuinely for them and saying, let me help you. Let me share with you resources. Let me be a high level communicator. So it does matter who you circle yourself around personally and professionally, because I always go back to um, the time element. We only have so much time and I don't want to waste anyone's time and no one wants their time to be just, you know, put on hold. Yeah. No, very, very true. So such good stuff. And I just posted that link below. So if you're listening and you want to check it out, just go ahead and click below and you'll go to the dental section on car. And there are, there's a fantastic number of resources there that can really help you move forward with confidence. And so Neil, thank you for sharing so generously with us and, 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 and especially bringing us back to the, the mindset, because we can get lost in the technical stuff all day, right? You may be listening and, and you're trying to figure out all these things and, and really, if you've got that mindset, if you've got the why, then piecing together all the technical stuff, it's going to be a lot more clear because you're going to know why you're doing it and why it matters. And so thank you for, for bringing us back to that, Neil. I appreciate that. My pleasure. And thank you, Tim. It's been a pleasure to be with you today. Yeah. And so for, for people who want to get in touch with you, how can they get in touch with you? You, you can email me. Uh, you can call me. I'm happy to put my phone number out there right now. It's 949 949- 619-5955. My email um, is neil.oconnor at car.us. And, uh, you know, through you, of course, if somehow phone or that doesn't come through, um, you can reach out to Tim and Tim has my cell and has my email. So I'm happy to help anyone ask any questions, regardless I'm representing you um, or not. Uh, information is free. That's the one thing we didn't even talk about with uh, we never charge our doctors. We get paid through the commission of the lease or the purchase of the building. So essentially, we're offering all these services to our healthcare community uh, at no cost to them. Wow, that's amazing and mind blowing that you can have representation in healthcare and the person I'm leasing the building from or buying the building from is going to pay for me to have representation. That's that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Well, hey, Neil, thank you again for sharing so generously. I know I certainly feel more confident moving forward. I certainly you know, know why representation specific to healthcare matters. You, you've made it so clear how that can save a lot of time and money. And you've given us amazing resources so that you, know, you can learn more about the things that go into commercial real, real estate. And I know you certainly have encouraged all of us to, to build that team so that we can all move forward with confidence. And so once again, thank you for, for being here and serving us so well. My pleasure. Thank you, Tim. Have a great day. All right. Until next time, listeners, you get out there and make it a great day. You've been listening to Dental Wealth Nation. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from the show. Join us next time as we pull back the curtain to reveal the often hidden advice and strategies used by today's most successful individuals and families and help maximize your net worth so you can take even better care of the people you love. Till next time, make sure to hit the website at dentalwealthnation.com. 